Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah! You know what's funny, Al? That not only is the Rams game coming up on Sunday night, and I'm fired up for it. Yep. Pre-game show, halftime show, post-game show in particular. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. Football season starts tomorrow. I know. Tomorrow. Well, Real NFL, I cannot wait for that. Well, you, you really got the taste this past weekend. This past yeah. weekend, now you felt like college football. That's kind of the first thing that gives you that opportunity that football is back. And then, like you said, tomorrow we got an NFL game. You know what? Why are the Cowboys playing tomorrow? <laughs> because Jerry Jones I don't wanna, runs the league. You know the answer to that. It's the same exact thing on Thanksgiving Day. If, if there's one thing I cannot stand, you don't want to <laughs> hang out with your family on Thanksgiving. Well, I never said that. I'm okay with that part. What I can't stand is having to watch the Washington football team, the Detroit Lions, and the Cowboys, and they're shoving the Cowboys down our throat tomorrow. First of all, I didn't say that. You did Second say that. Second of all, it's certain parts of my family. You not named the off family. specific family members. <laughs> you, you at them on Twitter. You tag them. That's not how it was. But yes, I am excited for football season. What what this weekend was, yeah. was it was kind of the appetizer to the main course. That the college games last weekend That's true. were your hot dogs before you get the main course, which starts tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football. So that's that's what that was, just so we're all in the same Appetizer is a chicken wing. Those are good, too. Why not it's have not both? It's not a hot dog. Yeah, one or two. Anything more than two, you've overdone it, but two's fine. <laughs> Anything more than two, <laughs> yeah. you've overdone it. Yeah, you've overdone it because you have another meal coming right after it. That's <laughs> well, why you've overdone it. The main course. It. It's not another meal. It's called the main course. That's how this goes. All right. Dodgers win again yesterday. Yep. They're a game back with 23 games to go. The Giants just refuse to barf on themselves. It's really starting to bother me. They're good. They're really good. They've got good players. They've, they're well-managed. Their pitching staff is good enough. But the Dodgers did a, did something last night out that I think is re- – we, because it's so normal, we kind of blow right past it. Okay. And and maybe this will change depending on what Clayton Kershaw does next. Clayton Kershaw pitched last night in Oklahoma City or for Oklahoma City. I'm not sure if they were home or on the road. But he pitched for Oklahoma City. Pitched okay. This is a three-inning outing. He threw, I think, 47 pitches. He gave up a couple of – whatever. The, the results of that are not – he came out of it healthy. Yep. So now they're trying to figure out when is he going to pitch next. Is he going to pitch in the minor leagues again, or is he going to pitch in the major leagues either late this weekend or early next? And the reason that that's important is because what the Dodgers have asked their bullpen to do is nothing short of extraordinary. The Dodgers have played at least half this season – with somewhere between two and three bullpen games out of every five that they play. Mm-hmm. That they have right now, they've got three guys. They've got Urias, they've got Bueller, they've got Scherzer, and two bullpen days. For a long time, when Urias was down, you had three bullpen days. You can survive a week with a bullpen game or two, maybe two. The Dodgers have done this for the better part of two months. And I, I, I can't t- take me through this. Is this good news that their bullpen is getting all this experience and work and high leverage innings and high pressure innings and really up and down the Dodger lineup in the bullpen? Guys are pitching big moments? Or is the opposite true where, hey, guys, you cannot ask your bullpen to pitch this much and then when you get to October, expect them to be able to go deep in the games because you, you, they're, they're bullpen pitchers for a reason. Well, this is a couple things going to happen here. First of all, you got to tip your cap and say – 
what that bullpen has done and they've accomplished amazing unbelievable you know we we said that's not even you're you're right it's more than that it's it's an understatement okay but you know we we spend so much time we don't give that bullpen enough conversation because if i said trav has the bullpen saved the dodger season has it saved them what would you say oh 100 percent yes what do we spend most of our conversations it's about individual players it's about the starters it's about you know Dave Roberts, what they've accomplished, and to kind of keep the Dodgers just a game back, and that's why this Kershaw thing is so important, I don't think I'm as concerned come October. And the reason why I say I'm not as concerned, you're going to have your aces pretty much going every night. So you're not going to have to worry as much about if Kershaw, and I know this is going to be the big question, it was in Oklahoma City, by the way, um, the big question is going to be if he's good and he's healthy and he's ready to go and he feels all right, I don't know if they'll take a similar page of – putting Urias coming out of the bullpen like they did last year, but they're going to have more options, and they're not going to have to – it won't be a – you know what I mean? Just think about how many innings you think Scherger's going to give you every start, how many innings Bueller's going to give you every start. Julio has been absolutely amazing, and if Kershaw comes back, it's obviously going to put less stress on that bullpen. Yeah, but at some point, one of those guys has got to buckle, or two of those guys, or three of those guys. are. This is, this is the point that's so crazy to me. They've asked think, – think about this. Let me back up a little bit. We've talked about this before. Who's the most valuable player of the Dodgers, right? Who's the guy that you can't live without? And we we kind of landed on there really isn't a guy, right? There's been too many good players. Trey Turner might be their best guy right now. Justin Turner may be the guy that you want to take a clutch out bat. Albert Pujols has stepped up. Pollock before he got injured. Take your yep. pick. Mm-hmm. Really, again, I'm not doing this. Everybody other than Bellinger, you can make a case for it. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. And, and it, Will Smith, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. Cool. The Dodgers are not where they are. The Dodgers are going to win over 100 games this year with three starting pitching pitchers, sometimes four. The most valuable player on this team is a most valuable players. It's Vezia, it's Bickford, it's Jansen, it's Gratterall, it's Feliz, it's Trinan, it's Knable, it's Nelson, it's Vasquez, it's all of the other guy, Garrett, or, or whatever the guy that pitched last night was. I, I can't even remember them all. They've pitched, what would I say, 39 guys this season? 39 guys have taken the ball for the Is Dodgers. That's crazy. Every day, and like, we used eight pitchers. They used nine yesterday. We used nine pitchers. And they won comfortably. Mm-hmm. And there was never a moment like, eh, you know, that guy's he's kind of going to blow this thing. Mitch White is another one of these guys that goes out there every fifth day, pitches a couple innings here. Maybe he'll give you four. David Price hasn't been. But those are the most valuable p- pitchers on this team, most valuable players on this team. If you had to go traditional, you'd have no shot with these guys. They're pitching everybody three times a week that doesn't happen like that we um we are going to start doing this we're going to give our prediction our prediction of where we think the Dodgers are going to be uh if by the time the season ends where the Dodgers are going to be if you had to guess right now they win in the division or no right now I'm allowed to change my answer tomorrow of course you're allowed to change it based on more information that you get over the course and the more information I like how you said that Mm -hmm. the more information that I continue to get is it has nothing to do with the Dodgers or exactly exactly it's the Giants Mm -hmm. the Giants were on the precipice of oh crap they caught us ah the Brewers man damn and then they we're cool let's play the Dodgers yeah no sweat they're good man and they're and they're not blinking, and that's why I think that they hold on today. Ask me tomorrow. I'll give you a different answer. They asked, I think they lost five of six and now they've won five of six. That's their rebound, by the way. Their rebound is they've won five of their last six games 
since they were in that position, that situation where it was against the Brewers. You mm-hmm. might get swept. They've won five or six since then. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. So Clayton Kershaw pitched uh, in Oklahoma City last night. Here he is talking about what may be coming up next for him. He's got to pitch in the major leagues. He's got to pitch. If he's healthy, look, I don't. he doesn't need to pitch seven innings. He doesn't need to be razor sharp, but – let's take three of those innings, four of those innings, five of those innings, however many he might be able to give you, and take them off the bullpen's tray. Just give them to Kershaw at this point. Even even if, if you said to me right now, Al, mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw is going to pitch, just pick a day, Monday. He's going to pitch four innings, and he's going to give up three runs. Fine, let's go. Let's get him getting closer to being Clayton Kershaw. Let's take some of this off of the Dodger bullpen plate. Let's get him back in the major leagues as soon as possible. I'm not going to ask it as a question. I think I'm going to answer it first, and you could respond to it. It's not crazy, Trav, to think this. Let's say Kershaw, let's say he's just not himself the rest of the way. Let's just say he continues to have trouble rehabbing, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Still in the World Series. Can they? I know they can. I, I, I do think they can. I do think they can. I, I listen. You you need him. You want him, and everything is trending towards you're going to get him back. But it, it's kind of crazy to think this that not everything's on. Think about how many different times everything's been on Kershaw's shoulders, right? It felt like everything was on Kershaw's shoulders. Yeah, for, all the way through last year. Okay, how about now? No, go look at that squad it's, it's right not, now. Not, but Al, it's not exclusively on his shoulders. I agree with you there. No, he could be a big piece, but he's he's a massive piece. Sure, he's sure. a massive piece because if he's there, the bullpen has to do less. Let's bring us to our stat hero of the day. Who else? Albert Pujols, right? How great was that with Albert Pujols hitting that home run in the top of the first inning? That him going back to say. By the way, he's done that twice now. He did it when he went back with the Angels a couple of seasons right. ago mm-hmm. and hit a home run. He did Louis. it again with the Dodgers last night in St. Louis. I am not a big Albert Pujols fan necessarily. I, I, I love him on the Dodgers. I was happy to be wrong about that. But that was really cool to see him pop that home run. 679th career home run. By the way, <laughs> do you think he what, – what's, what's Pujols' future? Think he plays again next season? Well, you just said it. 679. Try to get to 700. Yeah, I was going to say 679 is amazing. What, is, what did we come up with this morning? He's Fifth most all time, fourth most all time. It's it's an extraordinary accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred sounds a lot better than six hundred and seventy nine. Let's figure he gets one or two more this year. Okay, okay so, so he goes in. He needs twenty more. Nineteen or eighteen. He yeah. needs twenty more to get to seven hundred. He has all the money he'll ever need. Mm-hmm. He's won the World Series multiple times. He might win it again this year. He's been an MVP. He's going straight to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Maybe he goes back to St. Louis. 700 sounds pretty rad. Mm-hmm. That just sounds amazing. If I were him, I'd roll it again, but I don't, I, I, I'm not him. I, would you play again if you, all those things? He's wealthy beyond his wildest dreams. You're going to the Hall of Fame. What's the difference between 682 and 700? And don't say 18. It depends if he cares or he doesn't, right? Like his own personal agenda. Does he care? Does he need that? And maybe he just wants to be around the game for another year or two, understanding another year, let's say, understanding that this might be his last opportunity. Yeah, I would do it. Get to go back to St. Louis, kind of a little curtain call every time. 
Those victory tours can go weird sometimes. Plus, there's 162 it's a long games. victory tour, right? I, I want 700. I want 700. Stat here are the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of Travis and Slee. That's us, Al. They're our exclusive partner. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives the players the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. You lost last night, too, didn't you? Um, I, I don't want to give the information. I don't want to give the information. You and I both got roped into taking... A Padre. Tatis. Yeah. And then uh, the Angels just blank the Padres. The Angels are going to gonna blank you whether you're coming or going. If, you, if you're counting on them, it ain't happening. If you bet against them, the Otani or somebody's going to do something. so true, yeah. by the way. That is so true. There's, everybody's got that team, right? The, the team that you don't like or the team that you, that your nemesis. Uh-huh. Let's just say, it could be like the Giants, for instance. When you need a Giant to do something 100%. to help you, never happen. If you need them to lay down, never happen. It's like the one time, I don't know, there might be a predicament last season where I was like, Clippers, Lakers need you. They need you to win this one, and then the Clippers will lose. 100% of the time. All right. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. McVeigh, that's a good get. I'm impressed. That's fantastic. Can't wait to hear. By the way, you have uh, you've kind of said this, and we've danced around this for I don't know how long. Yep. Um, enough of all the talk, the conversation. This is what Stafford's going to have to do, or this is hey. Stafford is the answer hey. to everything. It, starting this Sunday, it all begins. So I, I want to pull this up real quick because okay. it's incredible. I, I should have had this ready, but it is an unbelievable. It's the Peter. Remember we were talking about Peter King yesterday, yeah, yeah. and what he wrote about. And I said another one, an, another in another one. But I want mm-hmm. you to read this. This is just so incredible to me. Uh, about the the Jared Goff isn't smart enough thing. Mm-hmm. Just can somebody just come out and say it because the code is it's not very Cody anymore. You ready for this? Yeah. Simply put, Matthew Stafford gives McVay one of the smartest buzzword mm-hmm. smartest offensive brains in the game the first chance in his five seasons as coach. Hmm, what else happened in those first five seasons? To have confidence in calling everything on his play sheet. Everything. He goes on to write, Stafford has the arm to make every throw. Get ready. Stand back because here it comes. He has the arm to make every throw and the brain to know when to make one throw versus the other. Come on, man. Oof. Come on. Just say it. But that They've been saying it since February. Not like that. They haven't. Indirectly. Indirectly, that's been the conversation. By wow. the way, quick reminder, 140. Mason and Ireland will have Sean McVay on. Um, well, you know, Steve, you know, I got to do a better job of putting us in position to make the right calls and making yeah. sure that we go there. I got to go back and watch the film. Love Sean McVay. Wait, didn't McVay have to come out? Wasn't it early on he was complimenting Stafford so much and he had to come out and say, <laughs> yes. I forgot exactly what it was. Hey, no disrespect. It was the no disrespect to Jared. Yeah. I just really excited about Matthew Stafford. Okay, but this is why I'm going to go back to this. Uh-huh. This is all we've heard since February. Right. And there's nothing – listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You could be excited about another player, but damn, do you got to deliver because this is 
How many times has the finger been pointed at Jared Goff? Okay, well, it's not like the Rams haven't made the postseason in five years. That's the thing. It's That's not like they the haven't thing. been successful. The brain to know when to make one throw versus another. Wow. Wow. You've said I mean, that to me behind, I, behind closed doors. <laughs> You're not smart you, you enough. You heard out. that? You weren't supposed to hear that. I was supposed to be whispered under my breath in the back room. You said it in the studio talking to Emily. All right. So we. See, you know, it's so funny to me out. We're yeah. still getting calls on Dave Roberts. People have feelings about Dave you Roberts. You have feelings I do. about Dave Roberts. I do. You have garnered those. You have. Because there's. Okay. Can I, I'm going to try to break this down very quickly here with Dave Roberts and why I go, huh? There's a breakdown in the logic at certain times. Let's go back to last week when, let me go back a couple weeks. When Dave Roberts said, you know what, moving forward, Cody's probably not going to get very many at-bats against a left-handed pitcher. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That makes perfect sense. And then fast forward to another situation where Albert Pujols is available. Cody Bellinger has the go-ahead run at second base facing a left-handed pitcher. And there's Bellinger. And there's Bellinger. So it's like, huh, what's going on there? And then we find out last night that Mookie Betts is having a night off. Fine. Weird time to have a night off, but he's been dealing with the hip. Okay. But, but, I, I think, but then he comes in in the middle of the game. Okay, the Bellinger thing is more – there's more substance to that one. The Mookie thing, we, just don't, we don't know the context to it. Like, I, I don't know the context to it. Okay, he's going to give I, him a day I, off. I, I do. And then they, there they, was probably a moment that he thought, okay, you know what? I just don't want Mookie to play a full game. I'll have him play less. Like – are you really going to – you're going to pick that moment to go at Dave? It's another brick in the wall. It's another brick in the wall of – are we sure that is we this, got the right hands on this? Is this not an example of – like you go out of your way to find something with Dave? Guys, what did I text you at the start of the game last night? Well, this was before – It was this either was, something this, about Bellinger or something about Dave. No, it was it was neither of those exactly, uh-huh. but kind of about both. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Mookie not in the game? Thank you, Emily. Why it's is Mookie not, not in the game? Right? Because I, I I did not see like the first the the warm up act. Right? And then she said uh, Max Muncie as well. Max Muncie as well. And then that- I said more opportunities for Bellinger. <laughs> you did, which is pretty funny. Which got no love on I that don't text like chain. I don't like you feeling good about yourself. I, I like to make sure that you got one. You know feeling. what you do a lot of. You know what you do a lot of. You do the haha. I do. And you do the thumbs up. I do. And you do exclamation points. I do. Which is arguably the laziest way to text a response well, back. Well, how important it is to you me. You couldn't have given me one of those on the Bellinger <laughs> text back? You know, I just like to make you work for it occasionally. But I said, why is Mookie not playing tonight? Yeah. And then, you know, and Emily said, Max Muncie isn't. I said, okay, I get it. Pools is in the lineup. And then it's like, okay, Mookie needs a night. I get it. He had the hit pointer. He's dealing with that. He had to get a shot, miss some time. Maybe you want to be extra careful. Fine. You're I'm just okay waiting with that. at your phone for something No, but something then he comes in and, and, and had he pinch hit at the end of the game in sure. a tight game, that's sure. different. Mm-hmm. This is a game the Dodgers had comfortably in their hand. This is a game where it wasn't the last at-bat of the game. He had two at-bats and played three innings in the outfield. That's not a night off. Half day. <laughs> yeah, that's my and point. Day. Anthony Davis, when he takes a night off, doesn't mm-hmm. sit on the bench in street clothes and then halfway through the third quarter pop on his uniform and go in the game. <laughs> that's kind of what they did last night. It was, that's a pretty good example. <laughs> it's, just, good example. it's just very strange to me. Let's try uh, Los Angeles and Miguel. Miguel, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Miguel? Yeah, hi, guys. Yeah, uh, uh, Travis, uh, you being a baseball guy, he – Dave Roberts doesn't have foresight. Uh, he doesn't know how to manufacture runs when we were 5-15. and 15. He The other night on the double switch with uh, Will Smith, and we lose the game because Will Smith hasn't played first base. 
the bottom line is we win despite Dave Roberts. The bottom, the bottom line is if we don't get it done this year, Dave Roberts should be fired immediately so he can go manage a Chuck E. Cheese. All right. The, the, so the, you had me, is this Miguel. the same Miguel yes. from last week? Yes. What, what was it? But what was it last it week? It was like a photo mat or something like that. I don't know. No, I think he, he wanted to manage it like, uh, wasn't it one of the um, one of the Little League teams? <laughs> the Torrance League, That's right. what it was. The That's Torrance was. Little League team. Okay. So you had me on a couple of things, and then you lose me. You had me on that maybe the Dodger talent trumps some of the levers that he pulls. But as far as manufacturing runs... I, I, Miguel, you and I can have the conversation about we miss the days when there's bunting and steals and hit and runs. Small and all ball. That. Small mm-hmm. ball. Fact of the matter is that almost doesn't exist anymore. It's right. It's sit and spin, elevate and celebrate. That's modern baseball. So I don't think that's Dave's fault. As far as Will Smith being at first base in that game, every once in a while you find yourself in a position where you just run out of guys that you have to play cards early in the game and you're out. That's what that is. The last part about he can't fire him, that's just ridiculous. The Dodgers have been to the World Series three times in four years. You're not firing the manager. Get out of here. Listen, that's <laughs> that's insane. I, I'm not saying that there aren't predicaments where you scratch your head with Dave Roberts. All I'm saying is we got to walk away every single day finding something to complain about the manager for. No. And, and, and I feel like it happens more times than not. Monday, I didn't complain about him. We didn't, when we came in here to do the show yesterday, it was fine. Max Scherzer pitched eight innings, pitched Joe Kelly. The guys that played are supposed to play. The guys that weren't didn't. Keep no, it rolling. I'm, I'm trying, the only reason why I'm thinking here is because I'm, I'm sure you said something on Monday. <laughs> on air or off air. See, if I'm, can I be honest? You guys, yeah. ready? You guys yeah. ready for some hardcore honesty? You don't remember anything on Monday? <laughs> no. I watched like 14 episodes of Better Call Saul on Monday. I might not have well, been yeah, paying super right. close attention to what was going on. Have you done that? I have you, have you just Maybe. burned and in, not Al. When I say I watched 14, I wasn't exaggerating. So I, I watched probably... What's each episode, an hour? Less, because there are no commercials. They're yeah. like 40 minutes. But it was a pre-lunch... This is Monday. ...till right before I went to di- went to bed. All day long. It was the greatest waste of time in history. Yeah, I've done that. I do have one yeah, time... everybody's done that. <laughs> right after I graduated from college, I, had, I didn't have a job yet. I spent two weeks, and you're going to hate me for this... Watching Game of Thrones, I just sat down and watched Game of okay, Thrones that for two it? straight weeks. Do, should I do? Should it I do a Game of Thrones? I, I I don't watch it, Emily. No, I, I just not that genre is not my cup of tea. But I get it. I get it. But if I that's was your a couch genre. Potato for yeah. two weeks. Two no, two weeks is aggressive. <laughs> two no, it was it was a bad aggressive. time. That's a uh, that's did, that's a lot. I did over when when we started the whole stay at home COVID thing. I think I got the wire in start to finish. Sopranos in start to finish, Boardwalk Empire start to finish. But this is over a span of months. Boardwalk Empire, I don't know it. Do I need to? Yeah, solid. Is it on the on the level with the Wire and the Sopranos? Is it that? Is it that good? It's if I rank the three, it's third on the list for me. But it's a solid one. Do you watch Breaking Bad? Yes. Better or worse than Breaking Bad? I go Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. I go better. Better Call Saul. Okay, so it's dropping. It's not uh, Mad Men. Do you watch all, Mad Men? Those are all fantastic. I saw some of Mad Men. I would do Boardwalk Empire okay. over Mad Men. Okay, because Mad Men. But I didn't watch the, the whole thing of Mad Men. Mad Men's pretty darn good along the way. All right. Travis Lee's brought to you by Goodyear. For with you every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. I have a problem. You have a problem because I don't some have a things, problem. You, you have a problem. No, you have a problem. You said it earlier. Why does LeBron James get the hate from his peers that no other players get. You have a problem. Well, I've got many problems, not the least of which is I wasted 11 hours watching TV. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. 
This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. See, here's why you need to listen all day to us, starting at 9.55, going all the way up to 1, then go to John and Steve, and then go to Sedano and Cap. Because if you just dropped in right now, you wouldn't understand why we're talking about Coming to America 2 or The Sandlot 2 or Major League 2 or all of these other terrible sequels. They're still coming in. Worst movie sequels of all time. Matrix 4 is coming out. Uh And uh, yeah, I just can't wait to be a part of it. Now, granted, I didn't see two or three, but I'm ready to jump right into four. I think you'll probably figure it out. I don't think that's one of those things that, you like The Godfather, you need to know the story, right? You need to know who these guys are. Matrix, you just need to see them dodge bullets and eat the pills. That's the movie. Done. What I wrote we, it for you. What did we say about uh, what's uh, Fast and Furious? Didn't we just say that that's another one? And just literally car chases and shootouts. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool to watch. Not cool to watch. Rashid Wallace is the latest in a list of people that, for some reason, feel compelled to try to make LeBron James less than what he is, which is one of the great well, players play, of play, all time. Play the full clip because I think it's easy to just read a quote from it and, and take it one way. But take a listen to this. Here you go. In my era, probably probably would have done good because with his physical stature, with him being a little bit bigger than a majority of the rest. So he probably would have held his own, but I don't think he would have been as successful as he is now. Like now is, man, you know what I mean? Like, like he's doing it. Young boy doing it. You know what I mean? So it was a whole different era back then, bro. Where do you want to start, Al? Because there are so many things in there that don't make any sense to me. Number one, this part. In my era. Dude, Sheed, let me help you with something. You're of the same era. When you play against a man for almost a decade, you've played in the same era. This is not the Bob Lanier era. This is not the Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson era. Rasheed Wallace and LeBron James played basketball in the same era. So I don't even want to give that any context because they did play in the same era. But when he says because of his stature – he thinks that he would have trouble in his era, whatever the case is. Wouldn't it be tougher for LeBron James? Answer me this question. Wouldn't it be tougher for LeBron to have success in today's NBA than in the 90s, than in the early 2000s? I don't think there's a league that has ever existed where LeBron James wouldn't have success. I agree with you, but I'm just saying that look at the way the game is played today. Mm -hmm. It's fast-paced, it's three-point shooting. If you're going to try to kind of find one way to say, all right, what is LeBron James? If this is a Steph Curry era and the game is kind of changing, LeBron is still thriving in this era today. The dude is six foot nine, 250, 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to have trouble in the bad boy Pistons but, era? I, I, you think we, he's going to have trouble in the era prior to that or of after co- that? Of course, of course not. he's not. Of course, we're in, we're in perfect agreement here. Where, where I think it's interesting, and this is where I want the input, 877-710-ESPN, why are the players trying to find ways to make LeBron James look like something other than one of the great players. What, what is LeBron James' great sin against his basketball peers where people, yeah, well, LeBron isn't this, that, or the other thing. If LeBron were in a different era, if LeBron had to play with different rules, if LeBron didn't have the player empowerment era, if LeBron this, if LeBron... Why? 
We never did this with other star players. Other star players have been criticized, but not like this. Why is LeBron James uniquely the target of fellow players' vitriol? Why do we do that to him? That's so the answer I want. We had um, we had some conversations. I, I think this is interesting. People say, "All right, well, he's trade. He's chasing because he's chasing the greatest players of all time." that people are going to go out of their way. Maybe you think Michael's the greatest all-time. Maybe you think it's Kareem. Maybe you think it's Wilt. Maybe you think it's Kobe, Magic, whatever the case is. Because he's technically a threat of chasing the greatest player of all time, that's why some people don't like LeBron. But I, I can't I can't disagree with that more. Just appreciate the dude now for what he's doing. And when it's all said and done, put him wherever the hell you want. Listen, if you wanted to today make a case that Kareem's the greatest player of all time, sure, make the case. But if if, but if you want to make the case Michael Jordan's the greatest player, make the case. That's right, okay. Right. But we don't have to. What I don't like is you're trying to downplay somebody else to prop up some, you know, another player or a different generation. I, yes. Let's stay on Kareem for a second, and then we'll get to the phones. 877-710-ESPN. For instance, let's go back to what you said with Kareem. When people say... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on the short list of greatest player of all time. You know what people don't start doing? Yeah, but, you know, uh, there were only a couple of seven-footers in the league at the time, so how good would he be right now? Hey, you know, how good would how, how good would Kareem be if he had to play in a league where everybody's shooting three-point shots? Well, what about that? This person who you're referring to, where are they from? Here, okay. L.A. And what part of L.A.? The Valley. What else? Woodland Hills. What's that person's <laughs> name? Peter. <laughs> Peter from Woodland Hills. I like how you have to answer hey, right away. Hey, but but you know Michael Jordan. You know he didn't even make any threes. Well, you know what about that? It's like guys, he's one of the greatest players of all time, and it's not it's not even a fan thing for me, Al. It's a peer thing to me. Why do his peers? Why does Paul Pierce? Oh, the, the explanation for Paul Pierce might be easy. We're going to have to take some of these calls because I, 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 I'd is, like to hear. Do, do we have Peter in, in Woodland Hills? Is he on the line? Peter is literally calling us We from don't Woodland have Hills. there, but we do have Carlos in Burbank. Carlos, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, not much, man. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm trucking. I'm listening to the radio. But you know what your question is? Why he hated? Because you guys talk about him too much. We're in the eve of the NFL. The, the Dodgers are in a heated up. Uh, baseball uh, race and you guys are talking lebron man give us a break let's talk nfl let's talk something else so carlos that's why, that's why lebron need. gets hate is because the attention that he gets is no, that, that because, that's the reason why no it's because it's not even good it's not even a good story better stories out there to talk about right now talk Dodgers talk college football we, we've done both of those things Carlos this is, I think I think the problem is Carlos needs a longer break or a longer lunch hour because Carlos you need to spend more time with us my no friend. go catch the podcast ESPN <laughs> yeah, app iTunes where we talked about all those things literally that yes. was almost as if he was in our rundown together because that's what we've spent the entire yeah, show no, on Car- Carlos look Carlos has a good a good feel for this Carlos has well, let, let me say this about yeah. his point I think people are if there is this, you know what, we're just we're just kind of getting sick of talking about LeBron James. You know what, LeBron comes up all the time. We don't want to talk about him. Trav, we're not going out of our way to talk about LeBron. Rasheed Wallace, a former NBA player, is bringing up LeBron James, exactly. which is why we bring him up. The other day, Paul Pierce, in an interview, said one of the reasons he wasn't at ESPN any longer is because they forced him to talk about LeBron all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the reason whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that LeBron is the most high-profile player in the NBA. He's on the most high-profile team in the NBA. Every team he's been on, really from the moment he showed up in this league, has been a title contender. I, I'm not what, saying... What would, should we talk about no, Zadrunas no, no. Elgoskis? I'll tell you this. What are we talking about? I'll tell you that... Taj Gibson? I, I get 100%. Don't come at Taj. <laughs> Don't come at Taj. What if you're going to let that go? I, I, I get when someone can get exhausted about a topic. Let me Let's come out of sports for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Are, is there an actor or an actress or somebody that is always brought up in the news or something along those lines where you kind of say to yourself, enough, I don't want to hear about that person anymore. I, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'm, I'm just, I get the exhaustion of a certain individual that's always brought up. I didn't bring up LeBron. Rashid Wallace did. Rashid Paul Pierce did. brought up LeBron in a light that LeBron can't play in other you know, generations, as an example, and we said, okay, you know what, even put that one to the side. Why is there hate that goes towards LeBron James? I don't know if because he's brought up all the time is the answer, but that's how Carlos feels. Let's go to Long Beach next. Jimmy, Jimmy, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, my two cents, honestly, I think it's just this whole social media era. Um, everyone kind of having his, their eyes on LeBron, and uh, this guy lives a perfect life, man. Uh doesn't do anything wrong. He's not in the news for the wrong wrong things like uh, all pretty much all of the other stars, man. Um, and that that's really it. His play it shows for itself, man. No nobody's nobody's up there with LeBron right now, except for maybe KD, somebody like that. But that, that I think that's just it, man. It's, it's interesting, Jimmy. Appreciate the phone call because Daniel on Twitter said something. He he had a long tweet, but the. He lists three reasons why he thinks LeBron is in this situation. And number three is he has everything, height, strength, et cetera. That, is that part of it, that we all are kind of jealous and envious of the guy that he's the tallest, he's the fittest, he's the strongest, he's the he's fastest, Carl Malone's he's the best, body, he's the richest, he's, he's the he's, handsomest, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's the istest, istest, mm-hmm. all of it. And at just some point we all go, yeah, dude, that guy's got too much. Let, let's find reasons to tear him down now. I can't get enough of LeBron. I'm an unabashed LeBron James homer and everything else. But, but, but could I, that be it? Can I say this? It's not just LeBron. It's some of these other greats. You know, we, we were talking about this. Week three of the NFL, Tom Brady's coming to SoFi Stadium. Tom Brady, we have found many reasons why we want to knock down Tom Brady. But here's the reality. Tom Brady's the greatest to ever play the game. There were, I, I, you know, when you said Michael Jordan, you said this earlier. No, a lot of people will go at Jordan. It's it's not that no one would not ever like talk. This. Not like this. I not agree like this. with you. Not like this. I, listen, I, I don't know if it has to do with social media being a big part of it. That everywhere you turn, maybe LeBron is part of the conversation. But I do think when somebody says something absurd like Rashid, you, you do feel like you should defend him. Absolutely. And, and it's again, I want to use Brady as your example. When you hear criticism of Tom Brady. It's of it's it's easy to figure out why people criticize Tom Brady. He's handsome, he has a supermodel wife and he's won the Super Bowl 7 times. Okay? That that's a very easy thing to be jealous at and he wins all the time. Therefore, I don't like Tom Brady. Fine. That's not the criticism of LeBron James. It's no one says Tom Brady isn't that good. Had Tom Brady had to play in the 80s, Tom Brady nobody says that. Yeah. But with LeBron James, oh, if he had to play with the rules with Michael, oh, if he had to do this, they're finding reasons to make his play less than. Not, mm-hmm. I get why people don't like him. I disagree with them, but I understand it. 
Half this country hates LeBron's politics. There is a political I, side I, of it. For yep. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I, LeBron's politics don't bother me at all. Fine. Whatever. I don't mind anybody's politics. Really, If we're, I'm glad that these guys have opinions. I'm glad that they're willing to take a stand on some of this stuff. I agree with some. I disagree with others. I get that. I don't get why a play. Rashid Wallace is a really good player. Mm-hmm. Somebody that should know better shouldn't say something that dumb about LeBron James's mm-hmm. basketball ability. That's the part that I don't get. We'll continue the conversation. We'll take more of your phone calls. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. All right. Now, so Blake Snell's hot. Mm-hmm. Blake Snell's like thrown a 13 inning no hitter over the last couple of weeks. This is not even counting the time against the Dodgers where he was just absolutely lights out. The Dodgers may get him this weekend. He's scheduled to pitch on Sunday. I feel like Blake Snell is still going to be an important part of our life moving forward. It's probably the only hope that the Padres have to try to get to the playoffs, what I'm referring to there. Let's say Dodgers win the division, Mm -hmm. and they got a one-game playoff against the Giants, and you throw Blake Snell out there. He yesterday against the Angels. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) Perfect through six innings. Uh And then in the seventh inning allows two walks. Both of those runners score on the first hit of the game. You're right. He went 13 and two thirds without a hit. It's insane. So if you're Blake Snell, okay, you're you're pitching for the Padres. You were on the the uh, Rays last year. You were cruising in the World Series, and they yeah. took you out of the game. Yeah. You had Will Smith hit a home run off you. You've thrown a combined no hitter. All these things. Do you say to yourself? you know what, eventually this stuff evens out. I'm going to be okay. In fact, I'm probably owed a couple of really good breaks, and they're coming soon. Or do you look at it as, I'm doomed, I'm cursed, this is never going to happen for me? No, I think the first one. I really do. Because it's not like, first of all, this dude's a baller. He really is. And, you know, in that game against uh, the Dodgers last year, what, what was your feeling as a Dodger fan when the manager of the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Rays comes in to take Blake Snell out, yeah, I think I told you this. I was ecstatic. Of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. So there's some things that you just can't control. I think for Blake Snell, things will kind of even itself out. But I, I think I've said this before. There was an article after the season in the Players Tribune where Blake Snell. It's you know Players Tribune. It's only it's from the athlete yeah. his perspective, and he gives the whole kind of timeline of that game. And where he's walking into the sixth inning, he's coming out to the mound, and he looks, and he's like, wait a minute, is somebody warming up in the bullpen? <laughs> and how his mindset went from 
no one can touch me to if I give up one hit, I'm out of the game. I mean, it's a fascinating story to see you from a player all perspective. All that reminds me of is that we have not given Kevin Cash his requisite thank you in quite some time. He should have got a ring. I, I still think that the Dodgers win Game 7 sure. with Walker Bueller, sure. so it's not Bill Buckner. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not one of those moments, but it was pretty bad. So, But just to go back to that, you're right. I do think they win in Game 7, but it's Game 7. You never know. Anything can happen. Very quickly before we go to the next one, if the Dodgers see Blake Snell in in a wild card game, how you feeling? Um, the answer is easy. Yeah, uh, actually, no. I think the hesitation it, here right. is the answer. Right. It's like you don't feel damn. great. You don't feel great if it's listen. If it's Snell going up against Max Scherzer or Walker Bueller, you know the Dodgers are going to have another yeah. great. You know, obviously mm-hmm. another pitcher I could do great things, but Snell has an opportunity to also blank the Dodgers in seven innings. One to nothing is a win. one to nothing is a win you know and in the playoffs you see it a a little bit more often than other places all right lane kiffin got a hundred grand with his win over louisville the other night mississippi beats louisville lane kiffin gets a hundred thousand dollar bonus because he gets that amount yeah anytime he beats a power five conference outside uh or a power five team that's a non-conference team okay so that qualifies in louisville the catch here is a good agent that's Mm -hmm. a good little bonus in there Mm -hmm. but b he didn't coach the game yeah he didn't coach he wasn't there he was on vid protocols yeah no he was he was just at home he's at home he doesn't have to make one play call doesn't have to do anything he could have been watching better call Saul. (laughs) he could have been catching up with matrix two and three to get to matrix four that's coming out soon he could have been doing all that you know what else was happening I always say this. I don't know why I do. I always feel like somebody is actually physically taking a $100,000 check and putting it in his mailbox. Like direct (laughs) deposit doesn't work. He's sitting at home. He's walking to his mailbox. He has a Costco is sending him all these different coupons and and all that other stuff. Pottery barn catalogs in there for sure. Triple A membership, all that stuff. Sunset Magazine. Sunset Magazine. And then there's a $100,000 check for not working. I I need one of those gigs. Somebody help me out real quick here. Yeah. When was Lane Kiffin a good coach? Somebody, somebody want to explain this to me? His stint at the Raiders was not good. Mm-hmm. His stint as the head coach at USC was not good. Yeah. He was in Tennessee as the head coach of the Vols for five seconds. Mm-hmm. I know that he was a coordinator under Nick Saban where they won, but that's Nick Saban. Yeah. Then he was he Florida Atlantic or like when? Yeah, why? Why are we? Why does he keep getting better gigs? Why is he getting a hundred k just for sitting for at home? Louisville? He didn't beat Ohio State. He beat Louisville. It seems aggressive. He's watching Netflix. T.O. comes in. Wants to fight Donovan McNabb. Like, fight, fight. Yeah. Like, not have a disagreement. He wants to fight him. Would you fork over? Let me make up a number here. It's Ni- got to be the right number. 1995. Oh, yeah. You're going to fight in yeah. 1995 that's, to that's watch T.O. and McNabb? Yeah, if you were going to do something ridiculous, you know. 49.95. Might have you come over. <laughs> split it. Split it up. I Venmo you 25. <laughs> Why do you um, want to see that? Okay, this they, is on. This is first. Let me just say it's on the Club Shay Shay podcast. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's Shannon Sharp, and he's having the conversation. And the conversation is if you can pick one guy to have a boxing match with. And this is his response. He says, "I'm dead serious, Shannon. I'll knock him out uh, because there would be so much pent up rage." Okay, rage in, in parentheses there. Um, isn't it interesting? Like that was a conversation so long ago feels like ancient history right and here's to still having that much animosity I'll, I'll ask you this question is there a couple athletes that have had some kind of beef 
that now that we're getting into this world of kind of letting these two guys fight, whatever, Nate Robinson fights, whatever, <laughs> but there wasn't storylines around those. No. Are there two athletes that you're like, yeah, I'd like to see that I, happen It's a with? good question, and I'd give it some thought, but he, here's my general rule on those things. Okay. Celebrity. Remember when uh, Greg Brady fought Danny Bonaducci from the Partridge family a million years ago? Celebrity Tanya Harding fought somebody else. It's just... Even if they're athletes like Donovan McNabb and, and Terrell Owens are, like Tanya Harding was. He said, I'd knock the chunky soup from him. Chunky soup's good. Steak and potato, top of the list. But that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. The potato and cheese isn't okay. bad either. All right, all right. We well, got- you brought it up. Wait, look, see, this is what Al does. He he, he, he chums the water. Like, he'll, he'll bring up soup. Taylor, it's a quote And then when I want to talk the about article. the soup, you make a face. It's also lunchtime. Right. Thank you, Taylor. But no, <laughs> the... Vegetable beef isn't bad either. The beef it needs to be a little more, but that's another story for another time. Non-fighters are bad fighters. You know what I mean? When you watch these celebrities, even if they're other athletes, they don't know how to fight. They don't know how to box. These things are just a, is they're, that, they're a Is farce. that not part of kind of the allure? No. Do, People do, do, were paying for Conor McGregor to fight Floyd Conor McGregor's Mayweather. Is he a fighter. But he's not a boxer. He's not a boxer. I, look, it was a mismatch, and it was a joke, and it mm-hmm. was silly, but Conor McGregor knows how to fight. He I knows get how it. to train. He knows how to hurt another human being. Mm-hmm. These guys are got to be coordinated, players. right? You got to yeah, have trained a little. But fighting is its own thing. But this is the intrigue is not the actual art of the fight. It's these two. But it's a slap fight. I don't like it. Put it to you this way: mm-hmm. if these two guys are fighting in the hallway down here, yeah. I'd stop and watch them. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not going to walk away from it. So you're not if, paying 19.95. Nah, not no. Okay. No, I, I get it. I just That's don't fine. want to see it. How do people find the pod, Al? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. Obviously now new showtime, so 9.55 to 12.55. If you miss any part of the show, catch it on the podcast. All three hours are there. Obviously, we lead up to Mason and Ireland. And if you bring up soup at 12.51 in the afternoon. What's for lunch I today? Had, What's I for lunch? You know what? Do I you have, wait till you get home? Do you go you get all the way down? I had or? a nice little yogurt and granola parfait this morning to get uh-huh. it all squared away. Mm-hmm. I'm in a pretty good spot. I'm, I'm trying very hard to not make bad halfway home decisions where you see something tantalizing off on the side of the road. I'm trying not to Yesterday do that. Yesterday was our first three-hour show. We uh-huh. had here at one. I went home as if like the world... Like, I haven't eaten in a year or something. <laughs> Lakers talk tonight, by the way, 7 to 9. No, that's your problem. Is Funch just going to show up for that? Or is Funches he, will be there. He's going to stay away. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 9.55. Don't forget, 9.55. We'll talk about whatever Dave Roberts did that was weird. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.